0: Hi, my name is Martin Purnell and welcome to a very special festive edition of Off-Grid Christianity, a weekly podcast for those who do or don't go to church and for those who are disillusioned. By the way, we are now on Facebook. It's only taken 20 odd weeks to get to this form of media, but please leave a message and find an episode to listen to of Off-Grid Christianity. Our Facebook page is Off-Grid Christianity and you can email us as well at OGC which bizarrely stands for off-grid Christianity, ogc at accessradio.biz, and biz is spelled B-I-Z, that's accessradio.biz. Anyway, enough of the housekeeping. This podcast will hopefully cheer you up, answer a few nagging questions, and in my case, I will give you a load of useless information. Or is it? I have two very special guests that survived my initial interviews last time. First, we have all the way from the Spanish mainland. Would you please welcome Mr. Martin Scott? Hi, Martin. Please remind everyone Uh, of who you are. Okay.
1: Hi, Martin. Uh, Always funny saying that to somebody else, but (laughs) hi, Martin. Um, I like the name, so hi, Martin. Yeah, I'm on the uh, Spanish mainland. I was born in Scotland, lived most of my adult life in England, 2009, January the 1st. With my wife, Gail, we moved to Spain, initially to Mallorca. We've lived in three separate locations. So we've been here now almost 14 years. Loving it, loving the culture, lots to enjoy. And um, yeah.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. Very succinct. Thank you, Martin. Secondly, we have from Mallorca, our house band leader and video director and everything else. Besides, please welcome Mr. Noel Richards. No, um, please remind us who you are, please. Yes,
2: well, I'm Noel Richards, and I guess what I, my main job is I'm a singer-songwriter. And I guess a lot of people would know me as a worship leader because I've done that for many years. And together with uh, my wife, Tricia, we have written a lot of songs that have been taken up by the church uh, over these uh, recent years, which is a great encouragement for us. We never imagined anything that we wrote Uh, in the bedroom of our home would actually end up uh, being sung around the world. So uh, we live in Spain as well, but we live on an island. We live on the island of Mallorca, where we've been uh, since 2010. So uh, delighted to be with you this evening for this special
0: podcast. Exactly. And if only Jennifer Lopez had chosen one of your songs instead of writing that song that we hear continuously in all the shops. Yeah, I wouldn't be here tonight. Exactly. (laughs) We'd we'd had to chosen somebody else. (laughs) Hmm. Anyway, let's go for it. So it's slightly different for those that normally listen to the podcast. I ask five interest type getter questions to start the the off-grid Christianity podcast rolling. Uh, But obviously, you've already done those questions before, guys. So I thought we'd do a quiz tonight, if that's okay. Okay. Five simple questions, or are they? And if you get a question right, then you can go for your bonus point. And what, what do points make?
1: Uh, we don't know. <laughs> but they obviously make something very significant, so please tell us. Well, well maybe somebody who's
2: watching could keep score as to well, what goes Well, that'd be a good on. idea,
0: please, yes. Yeah, and
2: we'll put the score up on the screen. If somebody could uh, give us some sort
0: of points, that would be great. That'd be good. So you get, let's say you get five points for getting the correct answer, okay. okay? And then your bonus point will double it, so you get another five points. Double it, yeah. So you get, yeah, so you get ten points in total. That we'll do okay. that. How's that? Yeah, yeah. excellent and points make prizes. You obviously haven't watched many game shows, the no,
1: we have not. No, no. Yeah. that excites me. Come, bring on the prizes, at Christmas.
0: Time. <laughs> it's always bring a on, on the poke. quiz, Martin. Right, here we go. Question number one. Then, so oh, by the way, so we know who who's going to answer. Noel, can you say the word fizz? And Martin, can you say the word buzz? All right, it's very high tech. This. So, if you think know the answer. Just say Fizz for Noel and Buzz for Martin. All
1: right. All right.
0: You go for it. No, no
1: practice. No, 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 no. No, we go. This is live. There is no practice.
0: Right. Fizz. Buzz. Oh, listen the assertiveness there. The assertiveness. Yeah, he
1: he jumped the buzzer. He can get some points (laughs) taken off. I'm all for fairness when it works out in my favor.
0: Okay. 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 Yep. Right. Here we go then. Question number one. This is the start of a tent. No conferring, of course. And you've got to think about the time that we're actually in at the moment. So as we are moving rapidly into the Christmas holiday and New Year season, right? And bearing in mind, we're thinking about somebody's birthday, right? And bear in mind that the first off of the simple questions, who was born in a stable apparently around this time and loved by millions?
1: No, you can answer this one.
2: Born in a stable and loved by millions Yeah. around this time. Yeah, see, you've thrown us
1: there. I think because obviously Noel and I have checked out when he was born. Yeah, but your question—I know the answer is Jesus.
2: I know the answer is Jesus, but I don't think it is really.
1: Yeah, it's not really, Noel, is it?
2: It's not. No, I don't know who was. Don't think he was born
1: around this time. I think that's a bit of a myth, Martin. Yes. So I mean, I'm putting in an appeal that you kind (laughs) of split the points. Can anybody who's vision.
2: watching tell us who was born in a stable and is loved by millions at this time? Anybody? I'm looking yep. for some comments here. Yeah. Anybody?
1: Uh, the first question should have been an easy one. It well, I thought it in, was. But it was a bit was. of a curveball.
0: Well, shall I put you out of your misery then? Okay. Yep. Okay. Red rum. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Red rum the horse. Okay, running. okay, okay, we That's got it. Million, yeah, so. yeah. Now, is, now is,
1: that, is, is that verified? It is. not by millions.
0: Yeah, well, it was at the time. And, you know, he was born in a stable. We know that because he's a horse. But actually, here's the p- first piece of useless information <laughs> Race horses all have their birthday on January the 1st. All of them. All of them. All of all them. them. Yeah. So yeah. that way they know. So, you know, when you see, uh, when you watch Grandstand or whatever, and they say, and this race is for a three-year-old mayor or three-year-old gelding or whatever, that's how they work it out.
2: Okay. So oh, we're getting right. some
0: useful facts
2: tonight. Right. No, yeah. Well, I think, I think we lost that one. I think we lost that one. I, I just lost up on the screen there. Alan Ball is drinking Argentinian Malbec. It's called, <laughs> is it called the fatted calf. Ah, oh, right. For
0: that question. Yeah, he thought it was a fatted calf. Yeah, that's a different question. I should remember that one. Um, right. Okay. Hey, question okay. number two then in his high scoring right. game. What have Joseph, as in, you know, the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat type of guy, VJ Armitrage, and Maya Sharif all got in common? Could you repeat the question, please? Yeah, you know, sure. But, uh, well, but... okay. Oh, Mark. sorry. Martin Scott. Spring. Taking
1: taking the lead from question one. Yes. Date of birth.
0: No, that's not the answer. A bit of a blow. Yeah. So yeah. Don't
2: you have, know? Yeah. If you could repeat the question, because I you lost certainly, me.
0: Certainly. What have Joseph, as in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat type of guy from the Bible, VJ Armitrage, and Maya Sheriff all got in common? Buzz. They were... Yeah, Martin Scott again. <laughs> yes, go well, on. i allowed to
1: come in twice. Yeah, oh, I am as well. Egypt.
0: Explain. Uh, they've
1: all been to Egypt.
0: Well, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you 5 points for that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're thank welcome. You. The Generous, but thank they've you. They've all served in the courts of Egypt. Oh, I see. Vijay Amritraj is a very famous tennis player who won the Egyptian Open. And from Egypt, currently number 44 in the world's ladies' tennis rankings is Maya Sharif. So she would have served in one of the courts of Egypt.
2: Okay, there you go. Somebody's drinking a whole bottle tonight. <laughs> no. uh,
0: after this, no, I think we can comment on,
2: yeah. uh, on our lack this of quiz, This quiz, this is nothing like the questions I was
0: expecting. No, I'm sorry. I do apologize, but it's me. Um, question number three, what model of Mitsubishi car is mentioned in the Bible? Colt. Buzz. Buzz. Martin Martin Scott. Uh, That's very good,
1: Martin. Very good. Very good indeed.
0: Very good. He's learning. He's good. So you can go for a bonus question then. Oh, (laughs) far away. (laughs) Okay. Can I call a friend? No. What have the following all got in common? The Pioneer Network of Churches, the Dam Busters March and Stoke City FC. Pioneer
1: Network Churches, the Dam Buster what?
0: The Dam Busters March, and Stoke City
1: FC. Um, uh, um, pass, pass. No, you must know that one. The
2: Pioneer Churches, Dam Busters theme tune, and Stoke mm-hmm. City. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, wait, uh, Stoke City.
1: Football club, Something to do with Britannica.
0: Ah, no. no. Ah. ah, no. I'll, I'll give you a big clue if you are. Um, yes. Normally, normally when my questions go awry or my humour goes awry, I'll say I'll go and get my coat. But as is more than one of us, I'd have to go and get my coats.
1: OK, Buzz.
0: Yes, Martin they, Scott.
1: Um, they all have um someone with the name Coates involved correct
2: oh great oh,
1: points okay.
2: well i should have known that one there you go yeah there you go gerald no, Coates.
1: G- g- can we have, can we just uh for my benefit um and for noel's humiliation could we just have a quick uh, note of how <laughs> scores many scores points... on the doors yeah what's the scores
0: is anybody keeping score
1: uh, i am <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the scores are please martin 15 uh, fifteen zero. Oh, fantastic You've got plenty of time, Noel Plenty of time Plenty of time um, <coughs> Right, next question um, What have Genesis, Exodus, Nazareth And Lamb of God all got in common? Fizz Noel Richards They're bands Very good, sir They are all bands Yes
1: Up to your full stature, Noel <laughs> hey, What? Up to your full stature oh, I'm back to my full stature, yeah. now. I got yeah, an man. answer
0: right Hey, Think there you go well. Yeah, 15, Genesis, five, obviously. I you. Sorry, Martin, I talked over you.
1: 15.5. I don't believe he gets a bonus question, oh, he, does he? He does. Oh, that's a shock. There's one more. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so you got a bonus question on that. Obviously, Genesis, um, Exodus, they're all bands. Nazareth, of course, great band from Scotland in the 70s. Of course. Lamb of God, uh, I think American heavy sort of metal type thrash metal sort of stuff. Not my cup of tea, but anyway, there you go. Um, so your question then. Mart- uh, Noel which yes. professional which professional football team did Martin Scott play for oh buzz <laughs> go on Martin <laughs> Sunderland he did he did play for Sunderland after yeah. he-, he left my team which is Bristol City he also played for Rotherham and Notts Forest there's oh, also funny enough a-, uh, a player in Scotland at the called uh, Jimmy Scott but he was christened Martin so it's Martin Jimmy Scott and he's uh, a manager of one of the the low, lowland teams in right. at Okay, in exciting news, isn't it? Well, I'm, I'm sure
2: everybody who's watching tonight and listening will be interested in all this trivia. <laughs> it gets worse. They're really life changing, aren't they? <laughs> yes. Question five. It
1: depends how you receive the questions now.
2: Yes. Be
1: more open in your heart and your life too could be changed. I will
2: try and be more open in my heart and in my life. Yeah, okay, get on with I, the question. I, how yes. long,
1: how many years have I been telling you this?
2: A, a long time, Martin, yes. Good.
1: Let's go again. We're ready.
0: What, thank you. Right. Fingers on the buzzers again. Why would you fall asleep after reading Genesis chapter 4, verse 17?
1: Why would you fall asleep?
0: Is it to do with um
2: uh, yeah, uh, You did not buzz. <laughs> <or fizz. laughs> uh, no, Richards. Uh, to do with drinking alcohol, I believe. No. No, no it, it wasn't. D- okay. Genesis
1: 4 must be uh, the murder of Abel.
2: In Might somewhere. have been, but that's Buzz, not the answer. I've got a no. Bible here somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: does it,
2: does anybody listening know the answer I, to that? It,
0: I don't know. I don't know. This is, this
1: is embarrassing. The first biblical question. Yeah, now, I'm and, sorry. Yeah. Yes.
0: Why would you fall asleep after reading Genesis chapter 4, verse 17? Verse seven. I'll put you out of your misery, okay? Yeah. Um, came to the land of Nod.
1: Oh, the land oh, the of, of mud.
2: Yeah, okay. Oh, right. That's fair enough. Yeah, okay. That groan, groan, groan.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, just two more, just for the heck of it, really. Uh, how many Christmas number ones has Cliff Richard had, and can you name them?
1: How can you name
0: them? E... Do, yes. you have, do you have do do a buzz No, not? No, no, Richard's. I fizzed. Mistletoe and wine? That's one. You see, if you only had him on speed dial, you could just phone him up, couldn't you?
2: Yeah. Does it? I don't know. I mean... We've got Mistletoe me.
0: and, You've got Mistletoe and Wine. You've also got Saviour's Day. Okay. Ah, okay. And um, you've also then got... Um, when he was with The Shadows, Cliff Richard and The Shadows had a number one hit uh, in 1960 called I Love You. Okay. That's no, three. And uh, he gets a credit for being on Band-Aid 2 in 1985 for uh, do they know it's christmas okay so four in total there you go somebody's <laughs> drinking um late bottle vintage
2: port can you see yeah. that
0: yeah I do yeah it's, it's, it's good do like, it uh, it's so yes, nice. and
2: uh, one of our uh, listeners has got mistletoe and wine twice oh ah well,
0: that's, that's a close close that run, was twice
2: thank you michelle davis
3: okay
0: yeah. well that's else? it then thank you very much indeed i could give you one more question a bonus question uh Yeah, fire
3: Come
0: on. Okay. What have Jimi Hendrix, Liam Gallagher, Mr. Blobby and Trisha Richards all got in common? Buzz. Martin they're Scott. all
1: connected to somebody who needs help. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bonus points? Uh, no, no. What? They, no, they, they've all appeared on stage with someone called Noel. Jimi Hendrix experience. Okay, Noel Redding. Basic guitarist was Noel Reading.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Liam oh, sorry,
0: Gallagher. I'll give you a point for that. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Noel Gallagher has a brother called Liam Gallagher, of course. Mr. Blobby used to appear on stage with Noel Edmonds. And Trisha Richards appears on stage with Noel okay. Richards. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, thank you for taking part in that quiz. That's it's a pretty good idea at the time.
2: I think I think I've shown how useless I am at all this trivia. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, over to you, Mister Video DJ. What do we Uh do next, sir?
2: Okay. Yes, I think it's time for some music, don't you? Oh, I need a glass of wine. That's for sure. And uh, let's have, uh, let's have God rest you, merry gentlemen. This is me and Tricia. Thank you.
3: That nothing you dismay, but Jesus Christ our Savior was born upon this day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, all oh, tidings of comfort and joy. angel came and unto certain shepherds brought tidings of the same how ah, that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name all oh, tidings of comfort and joy comfort and joy all oh, tidings of comfort and joy The Lord sing praises all you within this place And with true love and fellowship Each other now embrace. This holy tide of Christmas All witness this place All tidings of comfort and joy Comfort and joy All tidings of comfort and joy Let nothing you dismay For Jesus Christ our Savior Was born upon this day To save us all from Satan's power When we were gone astray Oh tidings of comfort and joy Comfort and joy
0: Superb, thank you very much indeed Noel ah, Have pleasure. you ever been on to a chat show in America Because what we could have done with then Is like studio audience round of applause Even though there wasn't a studio audience there That's what yes, we needed that would have
2: been good wouldn't it, canned applause I'll do that next time
0: Please, please Okay on. Yes, very good, thank you very much <laughs> indeed So, I had needed a glass of wine after that And it's only fair we find out what everyone else is drinking tonight So Noel, what are you drinking please sir?
2: Well, tonight, uh, I am drinking a lovely bottle of Rioja. I'll just put that in front of the camera. Yeah. Cotto de Imath Reserva Rioja, 2017. And Mm -hmm. it's one of our favorite wines. Do you want some technical information about that? Yes, please. Okay, so I have tasting notes here. Oh, my Uh, word. uh, Yeah. Uh, Bodegas El Cotto, uh, the website is el if you want to look at it they've got an english version of the website uh established in 1970 uh that particular wine is 100% tempranillo which is uh the most famous uh, uh yep. grape here in spain and why uh, is it
1: called tempranillo tempranillo is it, this is a, a quiz question
0: ah tempranillo well, I mean, is, is to do with yeah. its age no is it to do with igor tempranillo who found it in 1763
1: Pass on that. No, no, it's to do with the temperature that the grape likes to grow at. Oh,
0: good.
1: in English, temperate. Oh well, thank you, Martin. That's um, a, a little, a little jump in there. It was a bonus question, Noel. Oh, well, really that's good. I'm looking for you to catch up so that towards yes. the end we can really have a proper match. And it says here, look, Martin Scott's turn to sing.
0: Yeah, and it says I'm above, uh, Scott says,
1: please give me more wine. <laughs> and it could be in response to that very question.
2: Okay, now can I get on with my wine thing? Yeah, now? please, 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 okay. no, please. Uh, yes, the uh, alcoholic fermenta- fermentation is carried out in stainless steel tanks. It's aged for 18 months in American oak barrels and then refined in the bottle for a minimum of 18 months. And intense cherry color with a garnet edge. On the nose, powerful aroma. Complex, ripe fruit and fine cocoa. Fleshy on the palate, powerful velvety with ripe tannins and good acidity. And it gets 3.9 out of 5 as a score on Vivino. And wow. it's 14% by volume. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So That's cheers. Wow. This is my wine and one of the ones I'll be drinking over the festive season.
0: Cheers, good nice. sir. Thank you. You lost Thank me you. when you said Garnet because immediately I thought of Alf Garnet. but ah.
2: All right. Okay. So whatever he I'm, smelled like. Look at this cheeky. Gail Scott says, did you make that up? Of course I didn't make that up. This is <laughs> this is my knowledge of wine, Gail. Yes. And uh, Helen Hillard is sipping a Shiraz. Yes. Mm, she says. So we've got uh, Michelle Davis is sipping Robinson peach juice. Okay. Mm. Which is probably unfermented, I would think. Yes. 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 And we've got a big greeting here from uh, Revival FM, South Beach Baptist Church, Salt Coats. There you go. we oh, are with Rob Halligan tomorrow night. Hope that goes
0: well. Yeah, very much so. Give so, all cheers. cheers. Cheers to you, sir. Martin Scott. Indeed. What are you drinking, good sir? Well, I, let me hold it up.
1: Oh, it's hard to, which word you run? Oh, that, that well,
0: we, Yeah, Mervideo or something, is it?
1: Uh, Merviedro is the, uh, the bodega, bodega rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it means uh, old uh, old vines. It is from a grape that I think about 90% of it is grown in a very small area mm-hmm. just west of Valencia. Ooh. In an area called And it's called the Bobal grape, which apparently is named that way from a Spanish word referring to the shape of the bull's head. Or probably a Valenthian word, actually. Oh, All right. right. That is my okay. understanding. I can I sit to be corrected. Wow. And I will sip it. So it is made from uh, old grapes from uh, old vines. So it has a very kind of earthy, older taste. Mm-hmm. And very, very fruity. I think it is 13.5%. So I'm way behind now. Yeah, 13.5%. alcohol. Oh, there you go. So I can obviously take a little more than you can tonight now. <laughs> cheers, Martin. Cheers, yes, cheers, thank cheers, you,
0: Marcy. And I'm going to give you a bonus point, Martin, for not using notes to read out your your wine. Well done. Oh, thank you. Hmm. Ah, I thought <laughs> I was being so clever too. <laughs> You're very welcome. I'm drinking Primitivo tonight. There you go uh, from my local vineyard, sainsbury's uh, I'm a good boy. It's thirteen thirteen and a half percent, but anyway, it's uh, from Puglia in uh, Italy. And uh, I must admit, I do have a penchant for Italian wines. I really do. And the Tempranillo grape, by the way, is a funny grape with me. Sometimes I can have a fantastic bottle of Rioja, then sometimes it's mm. mm. same. So, but It yeah, can be a bit hit
2: and one. miss at times. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. we've got uh, all sorts of drinks being consumed here tonight, Martin. <laughs> Pam yeah, I see the pop-up. hot chocolate from Pam. Yeah, wow. Uh, Adrian is drinking uh, J.P. Chenet Merlot. Yes, I think it's French, isn't it? It is, yeah. And Gail Scott is drinking nothing. (laughs) She's teetotal to (laughs) that.
1: Sip it, save me mucho. Who's she referring to? (laughs) Oh, look. Oh, me. Oh, my word. Come on.
0: There you go. See, great minds obviously think alike. Which goes on, actually, to our first uh, almost serious question, if that's okay. Um, What wine do you think did they drink 2,000 years ago before red rum, obviously?
2: (laughs) Oh. Well, I've been doing some research, actually. Oh, my word. Share away, please. Yes, has notes. And, and, and did you know that basically the first winemaker in the world was referred to in the Bible?
0: Oh, tell us and that more. And was
2: Noah. After the flood, Noah, he planted a vineyard. He
0: did.
2: And I think that's the first recorded instance of a vineyard and a winemaker. So the Bible has the first ever winemaker in the world in history. And that was Noah. He did actually drink a little bit too much later on, though, and it gave him a bit of a headache. He did. According to the scriptures. And uh, wine has been very popular uh, in uh, Israel uh, for many, many centuries. And there's lots of vineyards. Uh, So I I did look it up. So I would have thought they would have drunk something like um, Noah blend or something like that, (laughs) or a Carmel, because that was quite a mm, Carmel.
0: Very good, very good. Very I, do good know, I do know about Noel, um, Noel, I do know about Noah, that he was uh, the first successful businessman in the Bible, wasn't he? Because he floated a company when the rest of the world was under liquidation. Oh.
2: Okay, okay. that's probably the worst joke I've heard tonight. <laughs>
0: oh, no, I've got loads
2: more. I've got loads more, more.
1: More to, oh, yeah. more to yeah. come, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I yes. think
1: actually the wine in early centuries was probably a little vinegary.
0: Well, I don't, don't know like that good like no actually um I did some research as well on this oh, to find out what it was uh-huh. and um a few it's, it's all because a few years ago when I started to really get into Primitivo otherwise known as Zinfandel in uh, certain other countries um I think it's called Primitivo because they think it's one of the original grapes that you would have found 2,000 years ago Okay. But, um they, they also suggest that the, the grapes, because uh, they didn't have the techniques that, the, that we've got now, the skins would have been a lot harder. Okay. And uh, so, therefore, it would have been you know, a lot sweeter, the juice that came out, but it could have been very, very fruity indeed.
1: All right. yeah, uh, I will um, be a little controversial here. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Jesus, of course, made wine.
0: Mm-hmm. Very yeah. good
1: wine. However, what is a little embarrassing to work out is uh, a certain brother, Paul, said, do not get drunk on wine. Correct, Ephesians? Correct. John chapter 2 says, is the exact same word, when the people were, shall we say, a little tipsy, and a little more than tipsy. Jesus said, right, bring all those water casks over here now. It's time to start the party.
2: Yeah. And did you know, Martin, No, that um, it was 140 gallons of oh, wine. Yeah. It so was a lot. not only had they drunk the bar dry, but, but Jesus then proceeded to give the equivalent of a small off-license yeah. or small liquor store full of wine for the party. Because if you yeah. uh, work out what 600, 140 gallons is in liters and then divide it by the bottle size, that gives you an idea of how many bottles of wine It was a Jesus party. brought to the party. Yes. So he brings a new meaning to the phrase, bring a bottle.
1: <laughs> bring a bottle or two. Or two. Yes. Or yes. yes. I, I yeah. had a little journey once, I'll tell you a little story. I had a little journey once from Dallas airport to New Mexico,
3: mm-hmm. journey
1: in a car. It is not the most pleasant view out the window. It is hours in duration. I'm sitting next to me is a pastor who was a Southern Baptist pastor. So halfway through, <laughs> halfway through, <laughs> woo, halfway through, I think I'm going to lighten this up. So I said, uh, I, don't mind. I hope you don't mind if I ask, but what's your stance on alcohol? So he said, well, I, I preach against it. I have a sermon against it. So I learned over the years, just keep quiet. So I kept quiet and he drove in a more or less a straight line, but kept looking at me. And then he said, what about you? So I said, well, I drink it. At which point the car was no longer going in a straight line. <laughs> a sudden swerve, and he, he got back control. And he said, but the Bible is clear. And top of which, it was non-alcoholic wine. Oh, yeah, right. So I said that really makes sense. Paul said, "Please do not get drunk on non-alcohol." Why? Of course. At which point he said to me, "You've just ruined my sermon." <laughs> my reply was, "I think you maybe could find another one."
2: <laughs> I, 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 I was staying in a guest house in South Africa once. It was a Christian guest house, and I was with my What band. makes a
1: house Christian?
2: Well. Run by so that, The guest house wasn't Christian, but but basically it was what I is known. This as... is a
1: new theology no' come up.
2: I really, I really do have a thing about staying in Christian guest houses. I try to avoid them normally because they're not very good. The ones I've stayed in, anyway. So we were in this guest house. We were doing a concert in this city in South Africa with my band, and it was a disaster. The whole thing was a disaster. It was a terrible night for us, and we were so depressed afterwards that we got back to this little guest house and we were sitting on the terrace and we noticed that in each of our rooms was a carafe of wine and it was port wine. So we all brought our little carafes out and just sat on the terrace with our glass and our carafes of port wine and we drank the entire lot. We each drank a carafe of this wine while we were talking and commiserating about the terrible evening we'd had and then my drummer said, do you notice something? He said, we have drunk a carafe of wine each and we're still sober. And we suddenly realized it was non-alcoholic wine. We weren't actually drinking to get drunk. We were just sipping away as we were talking, but suddenly we realized the whole carafe had gone and we were still upright.
0: Wow. you can tell that you you weren't drunk on it because had you been, he would have said a giraffe of wine, not carafe of wine. A giraffe. Exactly. I think that's what gave it away. Just saying. (laughs) What was on this subject? In 1982, uh, I went a good mate of mine uh, to Spain for the World Cup Mm because, obviously, just what it was in Spain, otherwise we'd look pretty stupid. Uh, Yeah, yeah, to watch England play over there. And uh, on the first night, we beat France 3-1, funnily enough. Um, Fastest ever goal at the time scored by Brian Robson. I was there, sat next to a Frenchman. That was a good time. Uh, But on the way back, you know, obviously, when we got to campsite, there was uh, a local pub next door. So I went there and being from Bristol, of course, you know, they had sea And I'm thinking, well, this would be Spanish cider, you know, Bristolian me sort of thing, or almost Bristolian. And uh, I'd better show them how to drink cider. Four pints Ooh. of stuff I had. I was doing brilliantly. Four pints. And I thought, wow, I'm really well hard here now. Look at me. I can take it. But I left it at four pints. I only to find out later on that it, a sea dress in that particular place was non alcoholic. There you go. So there I you go. I enjoyed it. It was very nice, mate. Yeah, non-alcoholic cider does exist. It does exist. Okay, there you go. Well, that's the end. Thank you very much indeed for sharing that. Then, so basically, we think that wine two thousand years ago definitely existed, and uh, it was definitely alcoholic. Yeah, I would think so. Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah, and also maybe Jesus, because he was able to obviously know all about wine. Maybe he actually served a wine they never had before. You know, maybe it was like an Australian Cabernet Sauvignon
1: ahead of its time mm.
0: it was good that is for sure yeah.
2: possibly it was very good
1: yeah very yeah.
0: good yeah thank you sir um question number 2 then what's before we go to uh, another uh, carol and by the way i thought the way you changed very quickly into a shirt and got behind the microphone to play the last one was brilliant though
2: so, oh yeah know. the is wonders of
0: well the wonders the magic of Oh, being just so professional. Uh, what has given you encouragement regarding Christianity in 2022, please?
1: No. You got a fizz buzz? you have a fizz
0: or buzz? Oh. <laughs> Are fizz or buzz or who's,
2: who's first? Uh, you go first, Nell. Okay. Well, I, it's just a little encouraging story that I heard the other day. It was about a church in the U.S. Uh, they were struggling to um, pay the bills because numbers were down. And they had a building which they were, knew they were going to lose because they couldn't afford to run it, maintain it. Somebody once referred to some of these buildings as God's cage. Interesting, because some of these buildings are quite elaborate uh, yeah. when you travel in the U.S. And uh, anyway, the pastor who'd been in a failing church before in California, before he moved to this church, uh, said, look, let's do something different. And what they did was they sold the building. So they were free from all the expense of running a building and all the bills associated with that. And they invested in a a local girl who was starting up a coffee shop. So they invested into a local coffee shop, which would benefit the community and bring people into that place uh, and make it like a, a focal point in the community. And so that's what they did. And then they decided when they met together, they would rent a hall. So they meet just in a a local community center. And one of the things they do is they have dinner church. Ah. So their church is built totally around having a meal together, which to me is what church really was all about when it first started uh, back 2,000 years ago. Uh, People meeting in each other's homes on a daily basis. Yes. And I, and you remember that time when Jesus at that last supper he said, you know, every time you raise a glass of wine, uh, every time we have a meal together, remember me. Just remember the good times you've had. Remember this night, remember what's going to happen tomorrow. So remember me. He didn't say put on a robe and stand at the front and swing incense and all that sort of stuff. He didn't say have a worship leader with a guitar. He didn't he just said basically Get together. Every time you get together, remember me. Our friend Gerald Coates, the late Gerald Coates, who was a great influence to all of us, he used to raise his glass when we were at restaurants. He used to say to the king and his kingdom. And I think that's a great term. And, And so whenever we get together as friends, we often do that. We remember what Jesus has done for us. So I like that idea of dinner church. Yeah, and there are times when this church does have a like a conventional kind of church meeting, but I love the idea of people gathering together, the church coming round a table, and having dinner, and then worshiping, praying, and all that stuff happening. So that that kind of filled me with joy. And evidently, dinner church is one of the fast growing things in North America. So maybe we should adopt it in other places as well.
0: Yeah, oh, that's sweet. Thank you, Noel. Um- yeah. Point stood up for grabs on this round, by the way. Martin, just saying,
1: Oh, I think he did very well there. I think, at oh, least thank you. Point. Well done. No, I, th- I think for me, more general, I've had so many conversations this year, um, with people once I've known forever mm-hmm. and reconnected with, but a lot of newer people as well have come into my life the last two or three years, and just the honesty. The willingness to explore, the willingness to say, uh, "What have we looked at it this way? What you know? What what have we explored? You know, like you're talking about, Noel, different ways of being together, sure. rather than saying we've got a fixed form. How do we fit into it? But why don't we experiment? Uh, I've done a lot of Zoom gatherings this last year, more more than is good for my health, probably, but from people different countries and it's the same thing coming through Um, we really want our faith not to be something private personal of course but not private but neither imposed on people so let's just talk about how do we live out our faith what does it mean not trying to get people back through a door but actually us being honest full of integrity not hiding who we are in terms of our faith but um, also listening to them and their questions. Um, I think that, and Gail helped me with this, when Jesus said two or three gather together, I'll be in the midst. If you translate it, I'll be in the middle. It kind of is wonderful. It's a little disarming. In other words, I don't have the truth. You don't have the truth. But if we're honest together, Jesus, the truth, will be somewhere between us. So if I don't reach out to you, you don't reach out to me. I I stay in my little box. We're not going to meet Jesus. So I've had lots of conversations like that uh, throughout the year.
2: Mm. It's great. Fantastic.
0: Great answer, Martin. And uh, you won the bonus point on that one. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. could be fixed this now it could be loaded i'm just saying just <laughs> say <saying. laughs>
1: yeah, thank you for that, that round
0: uh sorry martin what you're saying no i'll just just ask you don't say it
1: there's certain things best not said oh, okay About <laughs> it being loaded etc it's best
0: not said not even with fries yeah no back to you sir on the dj record decks what have you got for us next please sir oh it's a lovely carol it's uh
2: silent night which is uh just perfect made for guitar and voices Brilliant. Trisha and myself once again.
0: Bad either. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, thank Um, you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Canned laughter might not have either at the moment, but uh, no, thank you. It sounded really, really good. And as you said about the beginning, about the guitars, uh, it makes a a perfect piece to play it. And it sounded very almost like a Glockenspiel type effect as well.
2: Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, it must have been the way the microphone was set up at that time when we recorded it. Yeah. Yeah. It's lovely.
0: It's lovely. Well, in good BBC tradition, then, when, um, you know, due to Lord Reith way back in 1922, you know, you want to get the, the right balance for an interview. So BBC have to be impartial. But then, if you have someone promoting something, you have to have something against it. Um, so keeping that trade alive, uh, we talked about what's been encouraging about Christianity in 2022. And thanks for all the comments that have been coming up on the screen, by the way. Uh, they enjoyed the last week's chat, so that was nice. Uh, what has annoyed you about Christianity in 2022? Let's start, first of all, with the person who's in the lead on the points, Martin Scott. Who would
1: that be, I
0: ask? Oh, it's me. Yes. How how far ahead
1: am I? I just just oh, by about out.
0: a foot, I would say. By about uh, a foot. That's quite yeah. big. My feet yeah, are quite yeah.
1: big. Yeah. That's good. You can always tell, actually, you can always tell religious people they've got very big feet. Really? Yeah, because... Whenever I get around them, I seem to trample on their feet, and hey, so because feet are exceptionally long. Anyway, do. well, you can have so another point. For what that? has annoyed me? What what's uh, put me out? I think the uh, the ongoing thing of Christians, um, maybe more across the water than when we are, uh, who are wedded to a political party in a mindless kind of way.
3: Hmm. Okay. So.
1: I think a lot of misunderstandings, the idea of a Christian country, the idea of Christian foundations, the idea of forefathers of this, the idea that we got to get back to something, all of those things drive me crackers. But then they align themselves to all kinds of people uh, who probably haven't got very high Jesus-style morals, but they will absolutely align themselves there and say there's only one way. I was listening to someone the other day saying they had a vision. And in the vision, they saw capitalism one side, uh, socialism the other, or communism the other, they said, and the church was in the middle. And the purpose, therefore, they understood from the vision was this, that the church was there to crush communism and raise capitalism up. Hmm. One interpretation. Hmm. I thought to myself, a vision like that probably means, hmm, don't wed yourself left or right. There probably is some Jesus values that are neither left nor right. Why don't you go seek those out? So that 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 is a bit of um, an annoying thing for me. I have friends who take those kind of lines, and um, but I can't. And it seems to continue.
0: Thank you, Martin, for bringing politics in. It was. Very good.
2: Well, I tried to push it out. That was my point. Well <laughs> if I if I can add, you know, my five hands worth to that, yeah. you know, I was I was thinking the other day, you know, that um we live in Spain here. We're we're actually I was born in Wales, so I am Welsh. That's my nationality. I'm I'm a citizen uh by birth of the United Kingdom. I'm a resident here in Spain. Uh but for me Uh, The idea of being a patriot, being uh, wedded to nationalism uh, is something that I feel is anathema to the kingdom of God. Yeah. So you see, when I became a Christian, people talk about Jesus said, you must be born again. Hmm. Being born again is actually being born into a kingdom. We become citizens of the kingdom of heaven. So, our loyalty will always have to be not to a flag, not to a nation. Our loyalty is to the kingdom of heaven because we are, if we're truly born again, we are citizens of a kingdom that isn't about nationalism. It isn't about making Britain great again or making America great again or whatever country you happen to live in. It's actually to do with, I'm a citizen of God's kingdom and so I need to live as a citizen of his kingdom, by his values, not the values of nationalism, patriotism, all those sort of things. So I guess, you know, if you can ask me what annoys me, it it's that, is that ongoing thing that Martin has talked about, where you'll have Christian leaders who will tell you what party to vote for. Yeah. And I don't feel you should do that. You know, the, the wonderful thing about Britain is there are people who are Christians who support the Tory party, uh, support the Labour Party, support the Liberal Democrats or whatever. Um, and nobody ever turns around and says, well, you have to vote for. It's mm-hmm. basically, you know, down to people's conscience before God who they vote for. And, uh, and so I feel, you know, this idea that people want to create some kind of kingdom of God in a nation we see how that works out in Iran and Afghanistan and other places like that, because religion will always oppress people. And so um, I'm, you know, the one thing that disappoints me is people who want to create a kind of a Christian country and enforce and impose those values on people who maybe have no faith whatsoever. Mm. And I think what we have to do, we're a kingdom that is different. And, uh, and so we, we love people. We win people's hearts. We don't dominate. We don't impose our morality on them.
0: Great answer. Thank you. And uh, just for the record, when I went over to the World Cup in 1982, I went there to support the referees. Just saying. <laughs> ah. <clears throat> right. Okay. Thank you very much indeed for that, guys. Uh, next question then. Fingers on the buzzers, no conferring. Um, the Christmas nativity play that should be round thereabouts in the primary schools as a primary school near you currently. Um, what are the facts and what or who do you think are fiction within it? Uh, let's go first of all, um, Noel Richards and some just said you deserve a bonus point Noel for that. Yeah. yeah I, I was so
2: busy flicking that up and I almost missed the question. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, so you missed the question. Oh, well, we'll deduct a point there as well. There you go. There you go.
2: Basically, can you just repeat that for my benefit? Because I was mildly distracted.
0: Well, because you're being polite, I'll reimburse you with that bonus point. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, We're going to be nice today. Uh, So the Christmas Nativity play, what are facts and what and who are fiction within the Christmas Nativity play that we traditionally see in primary schools near us currently? No. No, It's
2: it's total fiction. Um Father Christmas probably has more truth in it than that. (laughs) I mean, Jesus, A, wasn't born in December. And uh, certainly I I read somebody's diatribe on Facebook the other day. It was very long, but he was basically outlining how little what we have in the uh, Christmas season actually has to do with. Uh, reality. And so, uh, yeah, Jesus was not born on the 25th of December. Um, The idea of the astrologers, Uh, Mm -hmm. we talk about wise men, but they were astrologers and they probably came, Martin, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe a couple of years afterwards. Uh, They weren't there at the time, but which time Mary and Joseph would have been somewhere else. (laughs) So it's all very nice. And, you know, I, I love the Christmas season in that sense. I love all the you know, the snow and the stables and people dressing up and all that sort of stuff. But mm, it's not really much to do with what actually happened. So probably our theologian can shed more light on it than I can.
0: Thank (laughs) you. Are you talking about me? Because when you say Martin, you can correct me. Uh, I feel suddenly it's it's my theologian. Not
2: Martin second, Martin one on my... on my Oh, my word. Oh, just yeah. when I was eating, <laughs> just when
0: I yeah, had yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, Martin Scott, Spain.
1: Yes, indeed. No, I totally, totally, totally back Noel up on that. You know, there's so much. I mean, a lot of fun, the Christmas story, and great for kids, of course. But it's a lot more. Uh, the real story, I think, is a lot more earthy mm. and uh, probably not so pretty. You know, I, I don't know. No and all the the Christmas carols, but the you know the the cattle are lowing the baby awakes. I think it goes, and then no crying he makes right uh, I don't think so, no, <laughs> you know if cattle are lowing and you're hungry, uh baby Jesus makes a lot of crying I would think you so. Know, God becomes human, not a little bit semi human, and uh. You know, I think we probably have to correct some of the nativity stuff as kids grow a little older. Yeah, it's great fun, enjoy it. But when you get into who Jesus really was, it's a lot more earthy and down to earth than the colour of his skin. Uh, You know, he's not this nicely um, polished white person. He's Middle Eastern. Um, Don't don't you think, Martin? Yeah,
2: go that that you know when we do things like this and again you yeah. know I'm, I'm I'm not wanting to be a party pooper or a misery but you know when we we're, we're giving people an idea of Jesus in a certain way and when we're building a faith on a fiction yeah then we're heading for problems further down the line i think that basically affects um our conce- our concept of who Jesus is who god is
1: Absolutely.
2: Um, so we end up with a sort of a twisted, warped idea of, you know, Jesus, meek and mild, this perfect yeah. little baby, this perfect adult. Um, but when you look at Scripture, it's nothing like that at all. So I think no. we, you know, we're indoctrinating kids with...
1: Yeah, we, we really are. And, and we de- end up, de- if they follow the path, it's, it's, it's dehumanizing. Mm. You know, you said the perfect Jesus... Uh, and then we've got a picture of what is perfection. Mm, exactly. That is not perfection. Yeah. Uh, you know, what What we see there. And I did a post a long time ago on uh, Jesus probably wasn't the best carpenter. Explain. Why, why should we assume, he, did, did he ever make a mistake? Of course he did. He was human. Yes. One of God's gifts to humanity is the ability to make mistakes.
2: Mm.
1: And we end up having so many problems when, when we make a mistake. I'm sure he sawed a bit of wood. Oh, that one's a bit too short. Give me another piece of wood. The one thing I do know, he's probably the most honest carpenter. Yes. If there was somebody (laughs) down the road who could make better windows than him, he probably would have said, hey, mate, I'll go down the (laughs) road about you.
3: Yes. You want your window, made. Yeah.
1: Yeah, That's where you hit perfection, not where, you know, and and I put in there, come on, in the post, I put, are you really suggesting he was the best carpenter? He was mm. he was faster than Usain Bolt, you know. I'll put all these examples out there. Yeah, and uh, somebody put, it, of course, he was faster than Usain Bolt. He just he would have just held back to let <laughs> Usain Bolt win, and that's what you end up with. Yes. So it is a. It, it, in, in honesty, it's not a human Jesus. No, and I mean, yes, yeah, one final thing: you end up with the theological issues. How can Jesus be God and human? Is is if it's how can um, how can a person be a spider and a fish at the same time? Mm. Two different species. Yes. But if to be truly human is to be pretty close to God, it's not too difficult to say he was both human, truly human, and he was fully God. Mm. I think there's somewhere in Scripture it says that humans were made in the image of God. I'm sure there's yes. something in there.
2: And, and you know, that really is what we want to be, is, you know, to be truly human. That's what truly Jesus human. modeled, yeah. it, is it, us being yeah. truly human. What's interesting, you know, is a question I used to get asked a lot at seminars was, is it okay to have somebody who's not a Christian in your worship band?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, we used to have this conversation all the time and, in radio. And, and I used to
2: say, it's fine to have somebody who's not a Christian in your worship band, because I've done that on many occasions. And in fact, none of Jesus' disciples were Christians. oh
0: very good good yeah 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 so
2: um you know but we end up with this this kind of evangelical concept of these disciples were you know somehow special and they were fishermen they were working guys they were you know they were laborers and some of them were a bit dodgy as well, <laughs> but
0: yes.
2: you know they weren't these perfect guys. And yet, somehow, you know, within our church circle, we said, "Well, if somebody's in your worship and is not a Christian, they're hindering the spirit of God." And I go, "Not really, because if somebody's not a Christian can hinder the spirit of God, that doesn't that makes the spirit of God very
0: weak." Good point. Good point. You, uh, out of you two, who was talking about uh, Jesus making windows? Who
1: said that? May I
0: oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> the reason yeah. being is that my mind being of a, a, a simple persuasion suddenly thought of jesus <laughs> going to measure up windows and go oh, i can't fit it for another three weeks maybe four sort of thing you know How, when do you want it back oh i don't know or maybe yeah. not or maybe you would have done can
2: i just do oh, a little comment in here from, from april
0: yeah yeah oh i thought you were going to read it out
2: uh um, we're all reading
0: it see that on the screen yeah, just, yeah. that's great Absolutely in my awesome. granddaughter's nativity in bracket she's five it was amazing to hear the kids speaking um the baby came and changed the world not a christian school i hope that's what and that's, i can't see the rest of it because my pages yeah, I, I hope that's what, that's what remains i mean that's fantastic april thank yeah. you yeah
1: yeah that's really awesome i
0: yeah. think this
1: is what we, ha- we we need is the the talk of jesus Because once we move him from being a religious figure uh, into where he's set, which is about the transformation of the world, it's about humanizing people, it's about, you know, people can see in his eyes that he believes in them. Uh, And I think, I know it's in a small way, but a five-year-old kid in a school, there's a little bit of that that's being sown there. This is, um, came to change the world. Now, that's worth learning about.
2: Yes. You know, Could you read that quote out again please now? Yes, I'll put it back up on the screen. Yeah. In my granddaughter's nativity, she's 5, it was amazing to hear the kids speaking out, this baby came and changed yeah. the world. It's not a Christian school. I hope that's what remains. Yeah. Wow. And, that's really good. That's isn't it? Fantastic. Yeah.
1: And I think that's that for me is what we have to see because Jesus did change the world uh it's a different place not just that the church is different the world is different and uh i would love to see kids of all persuasions and faith backgrounds they ought to be excited about this person jesus whether they ever end up you know in our words born again etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah that's another step yeah but they should be excited about him the same as gandhi or martin luther king not not the same as beyond that because they modelled themselves on Jesus, yes. So he and absolutely, you know, the same things.
2: And this, you these nativity plays, which we have been saying, well, it's yeah. a little bit, you know, but it does actually bring Jesus into the discussion. Yeah, which exactly. is what we want. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I was on
1: a Zoom uh, two weeks ago, I think, and there's a guy on there. He just stepped in as I finished. We were a part of a panel. And uh, he's written some major books on um, economics, and I've you know I can spell the word almost, but I know nothing about it. But I just um, my last sentence went like this: um, it is about trying to end religious discrimination. I just said my fascination with Jesus is his values, his teaching, his whole worldview uh, is absolutely transforming, and I think a lot of what he said about economics. Mm. Would actually transform our world. Mm. And he came in as I said that. And um you can find his books on Amazon, he's a speaker in what conferences, etc. Um, and certainly doesn't have Christian faith as as we would share it. And he said, I was really fascinated to hear that because we must get a new economics. So and I think we need Jesus has got something to say into all that space. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we we marginalize him over here domesticate him Mm. in all eyes we clean him up Mm. so the baby doesn't cry anymore Mm. oh look no let jesus loose and let's see what would happen we drifted a
0: bit yeah but wasn't it gandhi who said he would have been a christian if it wasn't for the christians or something like that yeah gandhi
1: (laughs) Gandhi had a a very good friend his name will come to me um very famous missionary he was right cutting edge principles and they were very close friends and uh, one of the things that turned Gandhi really impacted him against Christianity was going to South Africa and obviously as an back in that era as an Indian going to uh, South Africa apartheid etc which was all backed up by the Bible it was Mm. the Christian worldview Uh, he really felt there's no way I could embrace this faith. Yeah. But he's very close friends with this missionary, and yeah. his name will come to me.
0: That's amazing. Wow. wow, thank you. Thank you. Well, I thought we were going to talk about the innkeeper as well, uh, as we're drinking wine, but he hasn't <laughs> ca- turned up in the conversation. But I just get a feeling the innkeeper isn't in the Bible either. But from that, let's have another carol that's okay i just have a flavor here Noel, that it might not actually be in the bible either what you've chosen so tell us more please uh no and and uh i i love this carol and that's why i've chosen
2: it and uh, maybe i'll talk about this afterwards yeah but it's very famous it's got nothing to do with anything we've talked about <laughs> it's just a really nice song here we go white christmas
0: reminds me of uh my days in radio land that uh, when you start in radio uh, as a radio dj you always have to find out which tracks are long enough so just in case you get caught short you can play it that's the great thing about radio unlike tv so uh, yeah you if you <laughs> if you were in a secular radio station you'd find a track by Kraftwerk or something like that and put that on you know the full autobahn 15 minute version or in my case i'd play iona
2: all oh, right, I, I was just watching you doing that track. You sort of disappeared. And I thought, mm, has he gone to the bathroom? Has he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's where i so
0: went. That's, that's where I went. And I've changed as well because uh, my asthma's playing up. So I thought I'd get some more. Um... Aaron. Funnily enough, uh, this T-shirt, um, really useful present store. I-, I was given this right back in 1996, something like that. Uh, Steve Chalk's uh, company. What was it called? The Salt Mine Trust. No, it wasn't. Oh, um, was it something that, what was it called? The Oasis mm-hmm. Trust. The Oasis Trust. That's The Oasis it. Trust, yes. Yeah. so uh, I got this t shirt. I can still wear it. It's quite amazing, isn't it really? Mm, anyway, really enough good. of me rabbiting on about what I used to do in the past life. Um, from White Christmas, favorite carol of all time, then please. Um, uh, and I'm gonna give a bonus point to Noel, I think, for uh, carrying on the previous conversation very well indeed. <laughs> so you get a bonus point for that, Noel. Um so, Martin, you can start this time, please, with regarding to your favorite carol of all time.
1: <laughs> well, I have referred to Away in a Manger, uh, mm-hmm. not my favorite. Is that it's Wayne in a Manger? Away, Away. <laughs> Wayne. No, not Wayne. I thought it was like Wayne. You know, like... <laughs> well, that could be as well. That's not my favorite either because of the, the baby doesn't cry. Another crazy one I found today was I th- saw three ships. From, from sailing, sailing in upon yeah. his Christmas Car. Now, last time I checked, Bethlehem was landlocked. <laughs> so this is true. Could I mean, Noel? Have you got any um, other info on that?
2: Well, basically, what kind of none ships of this...
1: were they that came sailing into Bethlehem? Well,
2: it could be worship, fellowship, and lordship.
1: They're all boats, I think, and they're not.
2: Oh, very yeah. good! Do you like that, worship, fellowship, yeah. and lordship?
1: Yeah, I like Kim that. sailing in. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that that one's back on the on the list of yes. acceptable carols. The one uh... I like is this one: "Joy to the world, the Lord is come." I like it because it goes on to say, "Let, let heaven and nature sing, let heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing." Heaven and nature coming together. I think now we've got something that is pretty powerful. So that one got my vote when I had a look through Christmas carols on the internet today.
0: Only today? I th- we gave you these questions about three years ago. I thought you'd have planned <laughs> no, it. Well, it wasn't
1: even today. ever. Martin. It was like, uh, what time are we now? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's say uh, just over an hour ago.
2: Dawn likes Mark the Herald. Yes. Yeah,
1: I like that
0: one.
2: Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I wonder what uh, anybody else likes. Maybe we'll uh, get some we of the vote on this. guys who are yeah. watching to put their little comments up.
0: Yeah. Hark the Herald was obviously based on a car from Triumph, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> i am show my age. I Triumph Herald. That was terrible. <laughs> Actually, my dad survived a car crash in the Triumph Herald. He had a Triumph Herald and uh, someone crashed into the side and he rolled over three times. And this is back in the mid-60s. And uh, he was wearing a seatbelt. One of the few people at that time to wear a seatbelt. And that saved his life. And I remember being called home from school. And I was really, really angry with my mother because I was only seven. But we were about to play football. And I had to go home to be told it was a very bad car crash. And uh, I was really annoyed. I thought, yeah, and? I've got football Mm. to play. So there you go. Triumph Herald. Um, Noel, what is your favourite carol, please? Oh,
2: well... Uh, now I'm going to sort of basically change it completely. Because as a songwriter, I'm, like, I really do love White Christmas. Yeah. Not for any theological reason, but simply because it's just a great piece of writing. You know, I'm dreaming of a White Christmas, which is total fantasy, just like the ones I used to know. But this, this lovely little phrase, where the a, a tree tops glisten. See, that, that's, a, that's a picture And children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. And I just love that imagery that that Mm. kind of it's writing. It's just such a, for me, me melodically and lyrically, it's a perfect song, nothing to do with the Christmas story at all, but just totally to do with,
0: I like snow and bells and all that stuff. Am I right in saying that song first featured in a black and white version with Bing Crosby called Holiday Inn? Yeah, and probably they, liked, true. Yes. Yeah, they liked it so much. They thought, oh, no, we'll now make a fantastic color version and we'll call it mm, White Christmas.
2: And, and, of course, you know, while we're on, you know, myths and stuff like that, you know, Coca-Cola yes. invented this, the Santa in the red costume as a marketing thing.
1: Indeed. Oh, wow.
2: So there you go. Uh, somebody's made a suggestion here. How about Ishmael's great Christmas song, Two Years on a Camel?
0: And I'm Still Riding Along. Is that how it goes?
2: I don't know. Two Years on a Camel. That, that's probably about right. Though that, That's more accurate.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah. Anyway, yes. so
2: you, you've got Martin, who's got some great theology there with his choice and me just coming as a songwriter, looking at something which is just
0: clever. There's a very good answer. In fact, you and I are talking about this as well um, a couple of weeks ago because uh, these podcasts, I'm obviously very concerned about copyright rules. Um, And uh, the reason why we can play your version of it uh, is because, A, you've you've waived copyright tonight, so thank you very much indeed. But the, the, the copyright rule goes for 70 years, and it's whoever recorded that, it then stays for 70 years now because Bing Crosby sang it in 1942 that's more than 70 years and it was actually written in the mid-30s by Mr. Burnin um, it's copyright free there There you you go go. I told you people would learn stuff tonight yeah we're learning all the time (laughs) Adrian (laughs) Goodall's got an interesting suggestion oh yes (laughs) shepherds watch their socks by night Uh, there you go go. primary school this that
2: that's a bit like what's his name um Virginia play? No, the, the comic was just starting this great big tour again. Oh, um, Peter K. Peter K. He does all the lyrics and stuff like that, doesn't he? Apparently so. Apparently yeah.
0: Misheard so. lyrics. Yes. But that was around in my day. Misheard lyrics. Yeah. Noel Edmonds used to do it on the radio going into yeah. school, you know, and back in the seventies, you know, I, I still have trouble understanding, uh, the skids. If you remember the skids from the seventies, 78 sort of thing. um, <clears throat> And uh, I always thought they, he said, more than a slow go. And I said, what is more than a slow go to a, a chap who was a Mathis fan?" He said, no. He said, wait, he said, it was boy, man and soldier. But next time you listen to it, oh. it's, yeah, boy, oh, man and soldier. Go. Yeah. Hey, oh. hey, boy, man and soldier. <sighs> and relax, Martin. Can I give you my, have you noticed that I haven't given you my answers to any of these questions? Cause, okay. You know, I yeah, don't want come to be on, bring it on. Let's hear from you, Martin. Thank you. In the Bleak Midwinter is my favourite. Ah. And why? Good question, Martin. I'm going to give you a bonus point for that. Thank you. Oh,
1: thank you. Yeah, April Brown quiz? says it as well. There yeah, <laughs> you
0: go. I think it's the lyrics. It just really chokes me up. You know, if I was a wise man, I would do my part. Yet yeah. what can I give him? Give my heart. Noel Richards gets a bonus point for that as well, for knowing Whoa. that part rhymes with heart. That was lucky. Is something else. Cart. I can give my cart because I'm wealthy. You know? No, it really cracks me up. Uh, I got a feeling Christina Rossetti wrote it. She wasn't actually a Christian, but what? But wow. those kind of lyrics? Come on. And it's yeah, a tune as well. On. And, you know, I get annoyed as well. I get annoyed very easily now because I'm of a certain age. But, you know, you go to a, a Christmas carol concert and they decide to play In the Bleak Midwinter to a different tune. I'm going, hmm. what's that about? Stop it. No, you can't do that. There's only one tune, and it's the proper tune. Stop it.
2: Right. That's another discussion altogether when you start talking about changing tunes. and
0: Yes. Well, are any, are any tunes that you get annoyed at? No? Um, off the top of my head, no.
2: But, <laughs> you know, if you're going to ask me what is my least favourite Christmas song.
0: Yes, let's do that. What's your least favourite Christmas
2: uh, song? The John Lennon one. And so this is Christmas. Oh, right. Okay. I, I just think it's such a depressing song. So, and, and our kids, they, they have this thing, they, they, they try and make sure that I listen to the song at least once during the Christmas <laughs> season. So they often will just send me a, a message on Christmas Day, which is nothing more than that song. In fact, wow. once they got the grandkids to sing it to me because they know I really don't like that song. Wow. John Lennon was a great songwriter.
0: Oh, he was. Uh, but Absolutely. Um,
2: But that just doesn't do it for me. It doesn't do it for me.
0: Well, whilst we're on the subject of John Lennon, um, and I could talk about him becoming a Christian as well, if we've got time, maybe not. I'll I'll let you decide on that one. Imagine, can't stand it. Never liked it from day one. Can't stand the tune, can't stand the lyrics, can't stand it. And that's why I was so chuffed to bits that um, in Q magazine quite a few decades ago now, uh, Yoko Ono said that uh, she didn't like it compared to this track which she then nominated as far better, which happens to be my favourite track by John Lennon, And that's mind games. Right. Okay. Yeah. And there goes the tumbleweed again, uh, Martin, what's your yes. least favourite Carol?
1: Well, my least favourite, I think are the ones that I've, I've mentioned the, um, the ones that depict, uh, Jesus in some kind of, uh, I would call subhuman way. Uh, mm. but, uh, the idea of the writer is to paint him in a kind of a superhuman way. Yeah. Uh, he's beyond and above and whatever, which is just does not. Well, it more than doesn't do it for me. I think it's a total travesty. Um, I could go a little stronger than that and quote some verses from one John.
0: Go on then. Yeah,
1: why not? Yeah. But the Antichrist That's is the, the one true. that denies the humanity of Jesus.
0: Sorry, say that again. I was talking about The Antichrist
1: is the one who denies the humanity of Jesus, that he did not come in the flesh. There you go. That's a bit of a twist. That is in the good book. Mm. So I hate anything that um, makes Jesus to be something other than human. He is fully God, but we must hold on to that he's fully human. There's no hope for the human race otherwise.
2: No. Absolutely,
3: and
1: I believe he gave hope to the human race. Yeah. So, oh, any any Christmas Carl that goes back to his childhood and and this is not a real baby, does not do it for me.
0: Got you. Well, I'm going to give you both points for that. But Noel didn't speak. He did. I did. What did he you say? He just did there. He said, "I did. I did." <laughs> I well, give another again.
1: point then. If you really I, feel like I give will.
0: I oh, will. No, you're going to yeah. get five bonus points for that because it's oh, been very... Oh, that, that's narrowed the gap, Noel. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. A, there you go, been a very naughty it... boy. Which one? Naughty... You. Martin One. Sorry, but <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be cruel and heartless on this one. So that was uh, favourite car of all time, uh, which leads us very nicely into uh, our video DJ of the night. What have we got this time, please, Noel?
2: Uh, This is a song that uh, Trish and I wrote back in 2009, and uh, it's the only Christmas song we've written. Uh, It's called Angels Sing Their Song Tonight.
0: Wow.
2: And uh, we've just put together a new video for the song, uh, which people can download from our website and use as they want to.
0: Um, Would you like to give us uh, a name for your website?
2: Uh, NoelRichards.com. Excellent. And here's the song.
3: Son Greatest gift to Everyone Savior of the world Is He Mary holds Him Tenderly Hear the news the shepherds bring. They have seen the infant kill. He is called a man, you God has come with us to dwell Tonight Seek the star that burns so bright Let it be your guiding light To a stable cold and bed the same. Tonight, wise men lay your treasure down. Worship on this holy ground. Bow before the Prince of Peace. His kingdom will not see.
0: That's really good. That's really good. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Well, we're rapidly coming towards the end now. So, first of all, I have to uh, give a shout out actually to our friend, my wife and I friend, uh, Leslie, who texted me on my own hotline to say uh-huh. she's really enjoying it or something like that. I think that's what she meant. Um, she said, thanks. Hopefully that's what she meant. Um, so my thanks also to uh, the two good guys here, to Martin Scott. Thank you so much thank for you. joining us, Martin. Thank uh, you. Thank you also to our extraordinaire on the old visuals and <laughs> singing. And that <it> is uh, <laughs> Noel Richards. Thank you so much, sir, for your time, guys. It's been great. I'm now going to hand over, uh, because normally we do on the podcast, who your Christian hero is, someone that um, is dead, obviously, uh, because we can't get sued, should you say, somebody else. But because you've done it already before, um, I threw this question out to to Martin, which just goes to prove, you know, don't always do things yourself. You know, delegate, get some other brains in it. And Martin came at the cork of a question, which I might even be able to uh, join in as well. So let's hand it all over to Mr. Martin Scott. Mm -hmm. And five bonus points for this question.
1: (laughs) Thank you, guys. Been a pleasure to be here tonight. A lot of fun. Right. Here's my question. And. Dare I say, it's not wholly original to me. So are you ready? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Baited Is breath.
1: No need for fingers and buzzers. I'll nominate one of you. Oh, baby. If you, okay, so normally it's a Christian hero, uh someone from the past. So we're going to play it safe. Nothing libelous in what you say. But we're going to say, if you were a superhero, which one would you be at this time of goodwill to one and all? Which one would you be and why would you choose to be that one? Mr. Purnell, why don't we go for you first?
0: Thank you. Well, what you don't know, um, and I'm going to give you a 12 inch version of this, uh, is that I've thought about this ever since I could walk, which was like, like three or four sort of thing. Who would I like to be? And there's never ever been one superhero I've ever wanted to be. And that was the invisible man. Now this is very Selfish. I will stress this. I'll give you an alternative answer in a minute. Um, I've always wanted to be an invisible man for purely selfish reasons. Uh, as you know, I live now in Northern Ireland. and My favourite football team is Bristol City, right? Now, my wife, bless her, for Christmas and birthday is like, right, okay, here's some money. Get out of my life for 48 hours. Go and stay with your friends so you can watch Bristol City. So that's what I do. And I love it, uh, especially as I live in Northern Ireland now. You can't do it in the car. Uh, so I've often thought about this. That if I was the Invisible Man, it'd be brilliant. You know, I could. It's very easy to get into all airports. if you know where the cargo uh, barrier is. I could just get underneath that, walk onto the 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 apron. I'd have my Easy Jet app out. I'd know which plane to get on. I'd make sure how many people were getting on. And if there was only 110 and the plane held held 130, I'd be quitting. in up the gangplank into the plane, sit down. Thank you very much. Bob's your uncle. 45 minutes later down in Bristol, get off, get on the free bus, obviously, and uh, off I go to the game, whereby I can then get in for free as well. But maybe that's not quite right moralistically. So I don't know, because then obviously uh, MI5 and MI6 will want me to help them out, you know, to find out secrets and stuff. And then I wish I'd never become the invisible man, really. So alternatively, I'll be SpongeBob SquarePants.
1: And why? <laughs> the first one was selfish. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, yeah. You, you admitted it, but I did. Come on, SpongeBob, why?
0: Why? Because um, he is a superhero, isn't he? I mean, he's, he just yeah, What people, what,
1: what, what, people what is the benefit to humanity in this season of goodwill to one and all?
0: Because he will be able to make fantastic patties. That's what he's famous for, right? Okay. he would be able to make amazing burgers. And uh, because he really generally tries to help people out, and tries to bring love to people. I think what he wants to do is to go around the rest of the world, offering him, offering everybody, a fantastic burger, and then with his silly voice make people laugh accordingly. So you get love, like you said, Noel, about uh, dinner dinner church. You'd have know, burger church.
1: Okay.
2: Okay.
0: There yeah. you go. What,
1: I will. burger church. I will award you thirty-one points <laughs> and a bonus point. You're in thirty-two.
0: Oh, thank you, because... I think
1: I'm at 35. That's why I wrote those numbers. <laughs> no. Superhero and why?
2: Well, uh, it, it's confession time. When I was younger, I used to love all these Superman comics.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: I used to, All these Marvel comics, I used to just, like, read them. And I really wanted to be Superman. You know, and I, I like this idea of, you, you know, the... Um, the sort of dual identity, you know, the fact that, like, you're mild-mannered Clark Kent and then you transform into this superhero that uh, basically saves the world. And and so I, I thought I wanted to be a superhero, so I used to dress up as, as a sort of my own kind of superhero. You know, I used to get wow. my swimming trunks on and... <laughs> Um, I didn't steal positions. my mum's tights because that would have been very bad, you know. Yeah. But I,
1: but, but I didn't, have, I didn't parts, have anything to put on my legs. No, we, need, we need, we probably need photographic evidence.
2: Yeah, there's no photographic evidence. Oh. But I thought, you know, well, to have this double identity, I just need a mask and a pair of underpants. And yeah, I remember once going out dressed as a superhero somewhere, and I had my mask on, so nobody would know who I was. And I went past somebody, and he went, "Right now." <laughs>
1: So just to get this correct, how old were you?
2: Maybe I was about 12, 13, maybe. Come on,
1: be honest now.
2: Yeah, I think that's probably about where I was, yeah.
1: And you, weren't I was just, about, yeah. you weren't about 30 or 32? No, 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 no. I, I
2: put those childish things aside. But I, I like the idea of being Superman because, you know, you, you basically um, – you know, you help the weak, you save the poor and downtrodden. But the other thing, I suppose I, I could actually be Captain Underpants. Yes. Good call. Because Captain Underpants is just this ordinary guy. Mm. Yeah. And becomes somebody special. And uh, I think all of us, we're all special. Every single one of us is special. And if we can do something to make other people feel special, then that's what I'd like to do. So maybe, when all of said and done, I'd go for Captain Underpants.
1: Well very good. Martin, I, I need to hand back to you because uh Noel has scored big points there.
0: I think he has. He, he really it out has, you know,
1: with his, his um deep encouragement that we're all we're all ordinary, but so I, Whoa. I think and look look look, we've now got You're very uh, uh, whoever Lord. it is that is texting in. <laughs> uh <laughs>
0: Yeah. Lyle and Scott, I think it said. Yeah, yeah. whoever that yeah. was.
1: You're very yeah, smart. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. okay, well I see yeah. if I can put out the bag then on that one, if that's okay. I mean, I was coming up with the idea of coal man. I think coal man would be very good, you know, whereby you could go around spreading coal out people outside people's doors for those that, you know, have a fire to burn. Not that I've nicked that idea off anyone. But no, no I wouldn't have done that, Noel, would I? Um, no, the
2: problem is coal is not an environmentally friendly fuel, is it? So but- that's why I didn't say. <laughs>
0: I, I, but your story about Superman, uh, in a previous career, I used to work for a, a very well-known company, and there was a chap there with the same name as me, Pernell, and his name was John Pernell, which probably still is, i haven't seen him for decades. But his wife's name was Sue, right? And I always thought it was funny that she was Supernell. <laughs> True story. <laughs> True.
2: How's the, how's I the almost no the water then.
1: Oh, water.
0: <laughs> I think I won a point on that. You got a
2: point there. You almost. I almost ruined my computer then.
1: <laughs> so, Martin, who's your who's your hero? Uh, if I were a superhero, I, I think um, I think it'd probably be Spider-Man. I once had a bite on, from a spider on my ankle. I really did. In um in the rainforest of Brazil. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they were very worried. They drew they, they said if this swells up <laughs> this will not be good. So they drew this ink mark all around the, the bite
2: mm-hmm. and said
1: if in the morning it is exceeds this ink mark, you are in trouble. However, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. going back to try not to outdo null um Sp- spider-man like us all you get bitten in life hey but maybe it gives you a little something to give away ah
3: uh,
1: how about that that's, that's good
0: me. No, that, that's is that good that's, that's very deep. good oh very
1: good thank you no too yeah. deep i appreciate that <laughs>
0: listen guys it's been absolutely fantastic tonight thank you so much and maybe we'll get invited back for easter or even christmas next year we'll see obviously depends on the producers of this show and if they can stretch the budget of course yes so, i'd like to thank everybody who's contributed by sending in quotes as well on the text and to noel and martin again for joining us on this very special off-grid christianity podcast and i'll leave it to the two guys to say uh cheerio and merry christmas noel first
2: yeah, well, it's been fun. Uh, a great idea. And uh, thank you, all of you that have uh, stuck with us and, and uh, watched and listened and for your comments and all of that. That's great. And don't forget that the podcast will be out later in the year. Is that right? Uh, before Christmas, is that right, mine?
0: It will indeed. Mine's going out on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. And okay, yours is so, going out.
2: So I just want to wish you all a very wonderful Christmas and uh, a wonderful new year as well. Stay warm, stay safe. Uh, stay
0: healthy yeah thank you and should they want to watch the video version as opposed to the audio version when would it be available on your website good sir
2: um it'll just be permanently on uh facebook and youtube it'll be there it just stays there it's it's all been recorded
0: so people can. almost immediately they can watch the highlights straight away then the highlights yes there you go (laughs) of Noel spitting out water all over the microphone almost Uh, almost martin i'll leave it with you good sir
1: Thank you. Hey, it's been great to be with you guys. has been a lot of fun. Uh, I look forward to catching up again another time. And obviously this time of year, absolutely, an incredible Christmas. What a time to celebrate whether Jesus was born December 25th or April, whatever is secondary. Uh, we celebrate absolutely the birth of Jesus into this world that made such a difference. So to one and all, Have a great Christmas. Uh, Get some time off, get refreshed and be ready for a good, not just new year, but a new year. Be ready for it. So great to be here. Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you. This has been a BCSC production. Cheerio and Merry Christmas.